Retrogrades, full moons, eclipses, oh my. The energies of the astrological kind are currently swirling around and stirring up our everyday lives. Being conscious of this certainly has its advantages, as we can plan, navigate, and adjust how we would normally interact, but also take this time to become more aware of our internal selves. These shifts are here to bring the unreconciled to the surface. So let's accept, embrace, and journey. Wise with Aaron and Alexander, uncovering our authentic self through self awareness, conscious communication, and emotional responsibility. Right now is a chaotic time, people, and I don't need to tell you because we're all feeling the energies of the universe. We are currently in five retrograde planets along with just having a full moon and a lunar eclipse mm-hmm. out in, uh, I believe, the beautiful people of Australia were privy to seeing that happen. So Alexander and I thought it would be cool to touch upon some of the planetary influences that we would experience during these times and probably perhaps how to navigate the waters so that we experience the least amount of friction but maximizing the most amount of work. Yeah, and these are interesting times, and you know, I want to start this out with the understanding that our being, our energy, is always looking to um, resolve. Anyone that knows about music, the one four five chord progression is this chord progression that is uh, so popular because it creates this hook, and then this pull, and then this resolve. And so knowing that everything is looking to uh, come to homeostasis, uh, that's why healing, a big part of healing is, true healing is us getting out of the way. The The mind and the physical body is extremely intelligent and knows what to do lots of time to repair itself uh, if we get out of the way. And that's why stress is such a, a deterioration uh, process. When you're, we're experiencing stress, there's a constant deterioration. So... With that constant need to resolve and to bring things up, so resolving wants to bring these emotions that we've stuffed from the past, the past pains and hurts, and in order to resolve, that has to come up and out. And so when these uh, planetary influences come in, like Aaron was just mentioning with the um, lunar eclipse and the full moon and beginning of Mercury retrograde uh, this past weekend, And that was a lot of intense energies. And so it's bringing up emotions to the surface that want to be released. So the way that energy works through frequencies is when something comes up to want to be released, it has to create an attraction point for the lesson to be brought in to uh, that person's field to have an experience to go, hey, you still got some anger here with your brother. This person is going to treat you like your brother. If you catch it and you're able to uh, stop the present situation from growing, 
and you make that connection, then some release can happen. And we can stay in gratitude for that person that played that role. So we're all constantly playing roles for each other uh, to help bring about that completion, that release. And so this is why it helps to not take everything so personal, but to use everyone as your teacher. As I had a great, great friend uh, tell me one time to stop looking for the teachers to teach me what to do and pay attention to all the teachers that are constantly showing me what doesn't work. So we want to accept these roles that we play in each other's lives. And lots of times we're given little um, hints, little whispers, so to say, uh, that it's time for us to make an, an adjustment. And the majority of the time, our culture doesn't listen to that whisper. And then it has to grow into uh, um, uh, possible yelling. And that's normally an intense uh, situation that happens that creates many ripples that go out. And so the point of being proactive in this and using these tools that we talk about in this program is to catch that whisper and not have to deal with all the ripples that come from the emotional reaction connected to the situation or the person. So Mercury retrograde is possibly the most popular one, probably because it happens at least three times a year, I yeah, think on average. For about three weeks. And uh, and it deals with Mercury deals with communication. So normally people have all sorts of things happen. I know I'm heavily affected with electronic and mechanical items breaking every mm -hmm. time there's a cycle. And so usually my house starts falling apart, water starts leaking out in places. <laughs> so I usually know when it, when it's coming around. So let's, let's just, uh, for people who aren't, aren't aware of mercury, uh, but have heard about it, why is it so infamous? Well, I think it is based around, um, the frustration that it creates because Mercury retrograde, uh, first of all, the planet Mercury does focus on communication. And so a retrograde is always a time of experiencing a lack of that. Um, so retrograde, the energy is uh, going backwards, if you will. It doesn't actually physically do that, but that's the way that the energy um, is created. And so I like to uh, describe it kind of like an undertow. That so like a little pulling and it's creating resistance. And the more you try to fight it, the more it exhausts you. So sometimes you have to give yourself just to the water. If you're in the ocean and you feel that undertow because fighting it, it's not going to work. So that's a little bit of recognizing these roles. When we're able to recognize these roles, that's kind of giving yourself to the water. So during a Mercury retrograde, uh, yes, communication breaks down. It's not a good time to sign any contracts or start any new uh, projects, really. It's really a time to go inward and reflect inward because, once again, these emotions are coming to the surface that want to be released, and we can do that optimally by reflecting inward rather than reacting outwardly. Uh, consistently. So this is why just being aware of the planets and um, as we've discussed, you know, Mercury is around uh, communication and Venus is around love and relationships. Mars is competition and attraction. Jupiter is financial blessings or blessings in gener general. Then Saturn is the lesson or the teacher. Uh, Uranus is uh, spontaneity or no sure footing. And then Neptune is can't see things clearly or looking through things through rose-colored glasses. So the energy really normally is building at the beginning of your birthday for about six months, comes to a neutral uh, type of energy in Jupiter, and then it starts that under, 
under tow pull type of energy, and that's where lots of people struggle. And uh, many of my first time clients uh, arrive in that second um, half of their year, uh, so to say, when it seems like it's just like walking through peanut butter. Um, but all of these, all of these planetary influences do have a give and take. But with the full moon, that does the same thing. It brings energies up to release uh, lunar eclipses. Once again, it's about the emotions and the eclipse of truly time to let things go. So uh, this past week, I've worked with and heard a lot of stories of people dealing with different altercations. And that's what we need to realize, that life is interesting in the way that it will bring to you the lesson that you need. But... Don't misinterpret the messenger or the teacher that's playing that role as the lesson. And that's what I feel like keeps a lot of people blocked because they're not working on releasing the brother issues when somebody at work is treating them just like their brother used to. Um, so these are the messages that's useful to catch and then utilize the tools that we have available or have suggested um, to stay on track with that because you can do a lot before the pebble hits the water, so to say. When you see, you know, that sensation of knowing something's off is I kind of picture it with somebody standing over the pond getting ready to drop a pebble in the water. And if that pebble drops, it creates many ripples that goes out and touches every part of that pond or that, that area of water. And that's why we need to look at emotions is that if we engage in those, then it goes and it ripples out because it's going to affect uh, the next time a loved one walks into the room or, or any with an animal doing something that normally wouldn't bother you that much and you, you snap at them because you're carrying frustration. So that's what these emotions are is just like ripples that go out and we have the power and the ability to stop the ripple or to catch it with these tools uh, before the pebble is dropped. So knowing Mercury retrograde is coming and I like to call it retrograde. <laughs> and uh, at Verities we have a, a T-shirt uh, that has a, a cool design that I created, so you can check that out. Uh, but one thing to keep in mind is when it's coming up or when you're in it to remember that it's happening, and I'm guilty of not doing this all the time, and and I frustrate myself after the fact when I have a sort of run-in or I miscommunicate with somebody, and then after... I look back and I'm like, oh yeah, it's Mercury retrograde. Why didn't I take more care, more patience in clarifying what I wanted to say or maybe even not have said it a certain way or at all until maybe after the retrograde or after emotions were were uh, deflated and, and days later when you can come back logically rather than in that moment of, of heat. Uh, and one other thing that we can look at to help us with this is the destiny card system. And, and Alexander was talking about the destiny card system when he went through all the planets. Uh, I don't know if you were getting to that because you didn't talk about it, but oh, sure. uh, but the destiny card system where you go through the your 752-day cycle starting from your uh, birthday, birthday. Right. and then to your next birthday where he was saying the energy was uh, ramped up at your birthday and it kind of goes in the cycle down and then back up. Mm-hmm. So the the destiny cards have a way of telling you 
what kind of energies are going to happen in which cycle. And, and once again, this is just like an influence that I like to say that is similar to um, an influence we get from our parents. It doesn't mean we're just like our parents, but we have that that pull to um, to possibly have mannerisms like our father, but we can redirect that energy and change that. And so planetary influences is very similar. We still have a so-called free will, but it's... Um, uh, the analogy of either floating in the river or swimming upstream. And if you understand the energies that's being supported in that time of your year, uh, then it helps for you to float in the river of life rather than feel like you're swimming upstream all the time. Also with this, I want to make sure that, you know, this isn't creating any fear mentality because uh, this is going on whether you focus on it or not. So this is merely tools that um, are useful, just like, when we possibly go to um, a therapist or a self-help book that helps us to understand that, yes, we have had programs put into us by our parents or our family members, um, just hopefully the next step that you'll take is, you know, not to be a victim and not to blame them, but to just move forward and, um, you know, and utilize this philosophy or whatever helps to know that you have the power to change any influence that's coming in. Um, and that's through our one true uh, free will, which is our perception and the way that we look and act upon, um, you know, what we experience in our life is what determines our energy and how it's flowing. And when energy is flowing, uh, things are healthy. And when it's stagnant, that's when things start to deteriorate. So we want to keep the energies moving and these energies, these planetary energies such as Mercury retrograde and full moons and those types of things are pushing that to, to come up and be released. Um, so it can give, these times can exhaust some people and it can even give certain people uh, energy um, to uh, be even be more active. But one of the main things about this is just seeing it as, um, you know, a slight obstacle not going into fear, but preparing. And as you said, lots of times it's seeing it in retrospect and seeing how specific even like a message that you had could have kept you from stepping into this, um, this situation. And so, uh, so once again, we can't catch everything. Um, consciousness is not about escaping things. It's about learning how to manage, you know, what you're dealing with. And so you don't need to have the tools because most of our intuition is constantly guiding us, whether you want to call that angels or guides or God or whatever you want to call it. Um, we've all got help, and we're all constantly being helped, um, but we're not always listening. And that's, where I, that's why I project full responsibility on each individual for their emotional reactions that although some of us go through major traumas in life when we're not prepared to take care of ourselves. As adults, uh, you know, no one can make us mad or make us sad. We have to choose to give them that power. And that's important to recognize, first of all, that we do have that emotional reaction. Uh, then we don't react to it. We associate it to something in our past and we send forgiveness and um and peace toward that, to, to release that energy, the energy of blame, the energy of victimization. And so letting go becomes um, something of, that's a very useful tool, and it's actually very easy to do, but our culture has made it so complex because of our patriarchal type of attitude to uh, will everything to happen. 
and uh, that took away trust. And so that's just where we're at right now on a, a human level. And uh, that's kind of why this discussion is just saying that all these uh, planetary things that are happening are just amplifying all of this. So the cleansing is what's being pushed forward. And, you know, to cleanse our thoughts and our emotions and our victimization is what um, helps direct us toward new perceptions and new experiences. Yeah, I like how you talked about how everything is changing. So even if you take somebody who's very steadfast and doesn't want to change, all the planets and the planetary influences are changing even if they're not. So that's how somebody who maybe had an idea or has a uh, life outlook that works now and then you know, whether it be a few 52-day cycles from now or a few years from now, which is a few planetary cycles from now, there's always going to be challenges to that worldview. So yeah. you really need to always be adapting, always not adapting. not necessarily changing whole worldviews, but kind of learning as you go to tweak your worldview. Yeah, and that's the, you know, I like to suggest that it's not going to be the strongest that survives and it's not going to be the smartest or most intellectual that survives. It's going to be the one that can adapt. And understanding that adaptation is different from changing your morals or changing your whole view. It's just uh, it is one of the ultimate forms of consideration, uh, being able to adapt to a situation. Uh, that's people that can handle crisis as well. They don't lose who they are to adapt to a situation for the overall good of everyone's involved. And I happen to feel that that action can take place every moment of anyone's life. It doesn't have to just be in a moment of distress or a moment of like how everyone changes and acts different at a funeral or a funeral home. And we have those abilities to make those adjustments, but that's not losing who you are. You can go home and be yourself and just be uh, completely unencumbered most any time that you want. But in society, it is, you know, I like to practice the overall good of everyone involved, and that's not what everyone's here to do. Um, but we're all here to play different roles, and that's why uh, that has helped me in my compassion for people uh, to understand that how much our, you know, our family – history, our environment when we were born um, ha plays a huge role, but what type of person we are by design helps to understand why that situation affected like one person differently than their siblings and uh, why lots of times siblings have completely different stories of their childhood. And many times it has to do with these different types. So studying ourselves, learning to accept our flaws and not judge them, but to accept them and be able to discuss them with others, set new intentions, prepare for obstacles, persevere through at least three initial obstacles, and then have stories to relate uh, and inspire other people. And this is an ongoing process. So that's why stagnation, there's nowhere that, on this planet that stagnation shows is useful. It's going to create a blockage. And so we have this mindset that we all seem to, as most humans, just want to get to a place to just uh, kick our feet back and just kind of coast. And uh, it is about evolving and changing and uh, rolling with the times. And that doesn't mean, once again, that you have to lose who you are. But uh, adaptation is very important.
Yeah, just think about where on this this planet does stagnation occur. Yeah. You know, it it's a good place for viruses and other types of things that bacteria to Absolutely. to grow. And, you know, unless it's managed and maintained anywhere where water is stopped or blocked, it's going to create a pressure to do some destruction somewhere. We have, you know, the volcanoes going off in Hawaii on the Big Island. And so things are always churning, always changing. And, you know, over there, the landscape changes every day. I mean, just how the the earth is going to look is is consistently changing. And, you know, that's just a view that we should hold on to because the only constant is change. That's the only thing we can really depend on. And that's the one thing that our culture um, or our human race uh, typically fights more than anything is change. We're, we're busy trying to grab on and hold on to everything. And that's what creates the majority of our um, pain and discomfort on an emotional level, which transfers into energy depletion, which transfers into physical um, ailments. So I wanted to share an example that that I had recently that uh, we talked about briefly when I when I came here today. I have been working with somebody managing a social group, and we had an understanding. Uh, Alexander likes to laugh at these understandings <laughs> because he, he he always says you you can only hold somebody to their word as as far as you can see them because yeah. once they're out of your sight you know people change their minds and i totally respect that and get that that's human yeah, and nature there's, and there's really so many influences that isn't an, yeah. a negative projection that nobody should be trusted it's just that i feel like our trust should be in the divine energy and in our life yeah and i and i definitely uh have uh witnessed that on multiple accounts and this one this one included and so we had an understanding of how we were going to run this social group and how we were going to hold each other accountable to, uh, you know, uh, to our emotions and how we treated others. We had, you know, kind of certain uh, said rules, but they weren't like written out or anything amongst us. And as time went on, I kept feeling my I'm going to I'm going to call it a gut response, but I feel mine in my solar plexus. And uh, it just kept going off when I when I would see certain interactions with this person and other people. And I knew something was wrong. So I kept checking in just to ask, you know, is everything okay? Are we still good? And, and, uh, the answer was always, yeah, we're good. You know, I'm, I'm going through some stuff and I knew that person was going through some stuff. So I tried to take some things off their plate and some misunderstandings came about, but we clarified those and then enter Mercury retrograde, uh, the full moon, uh, the eclipse. lunar eclipse, all that energy, and I, I let that out of my mind, and kind of got sucked in to uh, something that occurred within the social group that caused a miscommunication, and it ended up uh, creating kind of a divide that is still unresolved to this point, but. I have the intent to at least make things good between us, even if there can't be a resolve and things going back to the way they were. Um, I, I don't like to leave things, especially if they're, if it's a clear miscommunication, but, but it was on my behalf that I misjudged this because had I remembered that mm-hmm. we were in all these uh, energy, energetic um, influenced uh, times I would have probably been more patient and may not have even engaged in what eventually caused the the downfall. And then this morning, um, 
somebody sent me the Aries uh, horoscope and I was listening to it and it was bringing up a lot of things. I went back and I checked my destiny card report for this year and I realized that that person's card was in my 52-day cycle and within that uh, description, it mentioned that I was going to have a downfall or miscommunication with an individual that I had in high regard that I was working closely with. And so, again, and I had just read that description a week or two ago, and but I didn't remember that person's card. So it's always good. If, you, if you're going to get into the Destiny card system, I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to get the birthdays of whoever's willing to uh, allow me to be privy to that information of my family, friends, and anybody I'm working with and then just have that on my fridge or on my workstation just so I'm always aware of who you know what kind of energies and who I'm dealing with and and so I can try to be more prepared for these types of energies when yes, they enter because this helps this is actually a compassionate view because when you can start seeing a role that someone is starting to play and you confirm that with it being their birth card or planetary ruling card in your spread in your uh, card spread or 52 day period then you can start to buffer that and you can maybe pull away from that person a little bit or go to extra lengths to communicate. But once again, this helps to keep from taking things personal to see that this was in a printout that Aaron had for months ever since his birthday. And so it's been there sitting there and he didn't so-called create that out of his imagination of reading it, because that's what some people will project that still have a limited understanding of the law of, of attraction. Um, but that was already there, and it was, wasn't was necessarily destined, um, but the influence was there. So when you put the influences there and the person or the role player is there, then that's more than likely going to come together and play out in some way. So... Hypothetically, if that could have been avoided till the end of this 52-day period, then it may or may not have turned into anything. But we do have to accept that that influence is there for the whole year. It's just heightened during that 52-day uh, period. So, so once again, we're not going to put too much emphasis on uh, the tools, but this is a tool that's very inexpensive, $25. It's about a 35, 30 to 35-page report. And it breaks your your year into fifty two day cycles um, that shows these influences that that are coming in. And um, for me, it it helps to have our an understanding of our family influences outside of judgment and blame, and to have a understanding of planetary influences. And this information is just useful in how you go about your day. It doesn't determine it or direct it. It's just a friend that's whispering in your ear and saying, hey, maybe this isn't the best time to start something. Maybe this isn't the best time to start this conversation that you're about to because you're emotional and blah, 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 blah. So discipline is a big part of the work that we discuss here. And sometimes we just need that little nudge. And that nudge can come from a human friend or a piece of information um, or a billboard that we ride by. So the messages are always trying to get in, and the things we discuss on this podcast is ways to just uh, slow down enough to hear them. 
And seeing that person's card in my spread along with that description made me realize exactly what you're saying, that this person was clearly playing a role for me to play out and like I'm not going to take it personally with that person. Right. So let me step in here and uh, give you an opportunity to share at this point just what the lesson is. And that's that's the main thing is that I want to get across to people is when you pull the energy away from who is doing this and you're able to go, they're just a messenger, so what is this connected to? And you're able to say, okay, this was connected to my brother or to a past partner in the in the recent past or distant past. Um, but most importantly, what is the lesson here? And normally any friction that we incur in life or something we don't like is just challenging us to be stronger. So instead of resisting it all the time, this is where I like the saying of lean into the friction, lean into it, see it coming, and then smile and say, I welcome you in. Jalaluddin Rumi, wonderful poet, you know, has a way to say, oh, jealousy, there you are. Come in, my friend. I haven't seen you in a long time. Let's dine together. And that's making friends with these emotions. And so when this situation happened, you know, um, what would you say the emotion, first emotion that come up was? So I think it's probably on or in the realm of of betrayal because I felt like we we had an agreement of how we were going to interact with each other and hold each other to standards. And then I kept feeling like that standard was slipping and slipping. And then how it it went down, which I don't want to get into specifics, but how it went down did not follow or fall into those standards, which, you know, in my opinion. Right. And, and of course, at the first step we want to, I mean, would you say that you are willing to accept full responsibility, that that betrayal can exist unless you carried an expectation? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yes. And yep. this gets back into the trust thing that we talked about earlier is, you know, when those agreements are made, that person means that in that moment. Mm-hmm. And then whatever, planetary influences, uh, human influences, whatever, depression, whatever, emotional influences, changes a person's view. And then even if the person doesn't change their actions, that person's per- the person B's perception has changed. Therefore, they are receiving every action differently. And this is, uh, you know, the challenge of any times emotions are present, we're not seeing things clearly. So so this is what I like to suggest is, first of all, you take full responsibility of that emotional reaction and the fact, oh, I feel betrayal. This person is just playing a role here. Um, I, I want to see what that's connected to. Where else do I feel betrayed in my life? Um, you know, and then find, of course, who that's connected to. And then, yeah, start with the healing of releasing the role player. And uh, realizing that, you know, the energies was there, it was in writing that it was likely that this was going to come into your field. And then it just so happened that a person with the exact card, um, you were in contact with them and that's where it came about. With that said, in your upcoming 52-day cycle, uh, as we mentioned earlier, my card, my birth card happens to be in the upcoming Mars uh, cycle. So... Uh, you know, that'll be interesting to watch as well because that's attraction and competition. 
Um, so this is where partnerships can be challenged. This is where, you know, teammates can, um, uh, can turn on each other, so to say. And these are the type of influences that I want to get across to people to carry compassion, to understand that people don't always mean or intend to change their minds. But there's a lot of influences out there, a whole lot of influences. So it may be more useful to us to take those people and those signs as, you know, direction changers for ourselves and just to see that it may be time for me to leave this group to either start a new group or focus energy that I was putting on that into something else that I'm already creating. So this is why I'm not talking about looking for a silver lining. I'm not talking about being Pollyanna and being positive about everything and just looking. I'm talking about looking at it from a completely 360-degree view with accepting the way that it made you emote, which most of the time we say made me feel this way. So I'd like to ask people to change your language because it's going to change their subconscious that, oh, this made me emote this way. And see, because that doesn't sound um, normal, it creates a change in the synopsis of the brain and how it's working. So we want to get away from emoting and get more into feeling. And as we've talked on other podcasts, uh, love may be the only feeling. Um, It may be that everything else is just emotions. So, uh, so even though we're not going through the exact, you know, step-by-step process of it, how you're resolving this uh, in completion, hopefully this can be, you know, just a little mirror for people to realize that this is the purpose of why we are doing this podcast is anytime you don't think you need to hear something, you are failing yourself because if it is coming up in your environment, it's because you may have heard it before, but you haven't listened And we've got a bad habit in our culture of thinking that when we've heard something before that we know it. And we don't. We haven't processed it. And normally subjects will come up around us and we will deflect them and we will come from our ego and try to talk as an authority rather than listening to it and saying, whoa, why is this coming up in my uh, vicinity at this time? There must be a lesson. Maybe I'm going to listen a little bit deeper. Because, like you were saying earlier, Aaron, when you were able to look in the past, you can go, oh, yeah, this person was trying to say this, and this person was trying to say this, and this situation happened. I can see now how it was all directing me toward this. And during all of those times, we're normally in resistance and emotional reaction when life is just trying to help us. So we make things harder for ourselves by paying attention and focused on what we want rather than what is truly happening and how we need to adjust. Yeah, and, and I mentioned that there was a miscommunication about halfway through managing that that social group or that person. And that miscommunication was around competition. And it was a clear miscommunication because I actually had the intention of helping that person, but it was perceived to be a, a, a part of competition. And I think that was the turning point in that relationship was that I I kind of felt like because of that competition, or at least in their mind, that then anything that I was about was it was repelled in their in their eyes, and I think maybe that's why what we had had for a standard of communication was then kind of uh, pushed away in a way, and, and what it, what I say 
like what I stand for or kind of like this podcast, this work, this person knows about this type of thing. And that's why we were able to connect on some level and have that, those standards. But I felt like kind of maybe that was kind of pushed away because of that, uh, energetic perceived competition. Right. Yeah. And this comes, you know, many time in colleagues and, uh, even student teacher. I mean, there's always a point to where, Normally, one person is inspired by the other. They want to learn from them, uh, whatever that is. And then one day, uh, that person feels like they know more or as much. And then that Mars energy influence comes in with the competition. So see, the Mars energy is the attraction, and then the Mars energy is the competition. So if we choose to uh, direct that energy, uh, then we can manage it and we can maintain relationships Um, But lots of times, even in your uh, personal or intimate relationships, these same types of interactions are are happening constantly. Um, And this is why, once again, it's very helpful to know uh, the roles that everyone is playing um, throughout your year and why these reports, you know, can be very useful. And, of course, the human design shows these these differences as well. Um, Just the reports come from the card system. So I want to get your take on this. During that time leading up to this large-scale miscommunication, uh, I had been feeling like perhaps my time was limited anyway within this social group as I kind of felt like I was starting to outgrow or my in, my personal intentions were no longer in line with, with this social group. So maybe you could speak to how my energies around that possibly could have created this situation. Yeah, because um, many times when we get the nudge to make a change or it's time to implement a change, uh, very few people act on that um, because our as a human being, we're typically more comfortable even in dysfunction. Just we're comfortable in what we're used to. Um, and that's why people will stay in dysfunctional relationships and situations much longer than they need to just because they're used to it. So when we connect with people or groups, um, you know, once again, it can be that that visual of being inspired, being excited. Like, but what happens is we start creating our view of what we think that it is, or what we think that it's going to be, and then we start a judging process uh, of who fits into those categories of what we think this is supposed to be. And then we can even go to steps to try to make agreements with people, to try to keep that in alignment. And all of this is process, but the thing that is happening constantly is change. Change is happening. So, you know, meeting on these uh, social uh, avenues are very useful for people to find each other from large distances. But there's still these energetic roles that are activated and that have to play out. And the proof of energy is how, you know, you can go through something like this and never meet somebody, never be in their presence, but go through all of this energy exchange, all of this uh, emotional uh, release um, opportunities. And so that's why I like to say that, you know, life's going to find us no matter where we go. We can't we can't run away. And uh, substances certainly doesn't help with that. So they can be useful to ease for a short, acute amount of time uh, to give someone a break, break, but typically that's not why they're used in our culture. So, 
you know, getting back to your question that to to just see that many times when we don't make the action ourselves to make the change, friction will be created to push us out or to push someone else out. And so uh, normally when we start showing our dissatisfaction with something, um, there needs to be effort being put in into making the actual physical shift um, because normally it comes mentally or energetically as a message, hey, it's time to move on. Then justification comes in and starts to say, oh, what about this? What about that? We can wait this long. But then planetary influences like full moons and Mercury retrograde go, no, we're not going to wait. We're going to shove it right in your face. And because you didn't listen to the whispers and do this before we came into the picture, now you don't have so much of a choice. So the Mercury retrograde and, uh, you know, the moon, these influences can even be seen as bullies. You don't have to get caught up with the bully. Um, but, you know, don't try to fight against the bully necessarily, or you're going to be in a, in a struggle. Not to say you can't win, but energy is very difficult. <laughs> Planetary energy is very huge. Um, so it's an awful big bully to take on. Yeah, of course, I wanted to uh, have my own process with, uh, you know, if it was going to lead to moving on with the group, I wanted to happen on my terms. But right. that that uh, obviously didn't happen. Yeah, and exactly. And people that, you know, go through enough death and go through enough illness and that kind of thing, we, we learn to um, give in to that so-called will at a certain point and to see that things truly aren't on our timeline. And, um, you know, and this gets back to the pillars and just understanding that things are in divine order and people are playing roles and, we say things and people misinterpret it and get upset and uh, they view it very differently than you intended it. So that's where my saying of, you know, good intentions are the death of a wise one because um, good intentions isn't enough because uh, the problem is misinterpretation. And so once again, getting back to right time, right place, right person, right duration. And, when there's Mercury retrograde and a full moon and eclipse, it's definitely not the right time. <laughs> not the right it's time. not the right person. It's not the right duration. <laughs> yes, yeah, none of that. Um, so, so you know, patience is a virtue, and um, that's part, what part of this type of uh, work is, is to just see that, you know, raising yourself to a new lo- level, whether you want to call that consciousness or enlightenment or whatever it is, uh, from my perspective, is about taking on more responsibility. And seeing that if you truly don't feed fires, then they don't rage. Um, and if you want to communicate, uh, especially challenging subjects, there is a right time and there is a right place and there is a right person and there is a right duration. So we want to be sensitive to that. And by right, I mean uh, a certain frame. Um, it's not like a specific minute necessarily, but there is a certain time frame, like away from all these influences that we're talking about. So if you don't get something in, you know, before a Mercury retrograde comes in, then you've just got three weeks, you know, to be patient and to be more um, internal about getting clear about your intention. And, um, you know, right now, I feel like the call for many people in general is just really, truly get clear on who you are as yourself and what you represent and what you want to exemplify. Because once again, I'm calling to all the love warriors out there. I'm calling for the examples. And the examples are always challenged. 
Every great wayshower has been challenged. They haven't had the red carpet rolled out for them. I don't care from what path, uh, you know, they come from. The stories, all the stories talk of these beautiful people that have struggled. And even in our time to see that not that long ago, uh, Nikola Tesla was trying to give the world free energy and, and change the world to be a better place. And he got nothing but resistance. And now his stuff is everywhere. He didn't get any of those rewards but he planted his seed. He did his job. So the thing is, is to work in acceptance of where people are and to realize that, you know, we're here to do what we're here to do. And when you are clear in yourself and confident in yourself, um, it carries a different vibration. And in order normally to get to that confidence, one has to go through challenges. So that's why I do adhere to the the concept of this world and this plane, this earth plane, is the plane of polarity. And anything that you want to be better at, you typically have to go through friction, whether you want to call that practice, working out, doing the work, whatever you call it. But friction has to be involved. So this is a completely mindset change that the obstacles and the people that are bringing those obstacles to you are not as they seem. They're messages. That's able to take the personal out of it, work on it at a deeper level and actually have some uh, emotional release and some resolve. So I very much enjoy, and this is what I do in my private practice, either over the phone or in person, is helping people to just dissect these things. And from time to time, you know, someone will say, oh, I didn't realize that that fit together with this, and now I can. And that's um, the work that I've developed is to, to be able to see those things from a wider view and with my particular human design, I am just uh, have the tools to do that. And it, those, those tools create deficiencies in other areas, and so I'll work to strengthen those. So it's not a point of being better than anyone else. It's not that uh, my tools are better than anyone else's. The, the card system and the human design, to me, helps to equate that and show that wherever we have a strength, it just creates a, a weakness somewhere else. That's not negative. And if we can find somebody that we can relate to that has a strength in the area we have a weakness, then we can learn through energy transference and humility. And that's how we can come together as a culture and as people is to focus on uh, the strengths of our differences. And I know that now the times are about equality and recognition of that equality. And part of my plea is for people to really look and appreciate the differences in each other and when we learn to utilize each other's strengths uh, where we have weaknesses um, out of incentive and inspiration rather than fear, um, then the mass consciousness uh, vibration can change. Um, but right now, you know, uh, it's all about the vibration that you want to create in your immediate area that starts with your human vehicle to start with and then radiates out to your uh, you know, more intimate relationships, work relationships, your community, your state, uh, it just keeps going out. So that's why the work that you do internally is helping everybody that you're connected with. And it's really the, um, there are people here that are, or have jobs or put in situations to help others in many different ways. And I'm all about helping each other as well. But uh, working on oneself is not a selfish act. It's, a, um, it's an act of responsibility. And then anyone that does this type of work sees the level of 
um, effect, it increases their effectiveness in all situations and with everybody they come in contact with. Yeah, you mentioned the the human design and the destiny cards, but I also wanted to bring that around to what you were saying about um, defining who you are. I believe, and this isn't a sales pitch, but seeing your human design and which cards you have in your destiny card system, I think help define who you are. Or I know for me, it it helps clarify and allows me to look back in my life to see how I was judged or perceived by others and knowing that that's just a part of my makeup and yeah. it's not something that I need to shun. Right, yeah, and and that's the thing is to make friends with those shadows um, because if you're standing in the light, you're going to see a shadow. You don't have to try to run from the shadow or fight the shadow, invite the shadow in. It's part of the whole experience. So many people will get um, confirmations, I'll hear things constantly like they'll say, I've always felt that way, but never had any confirmation or, you know, people have always related to me in that manner and I've never known why. And it was a big eye opener for me. The very first um, reading of any type that I received, which was a Western astrology uh, reading in that moment, that person told me that, you know, the majority of the time when people first meet me, they have a reaction. They're either drawn to me like a moth to a flame or they go into judgment right away. And at that point in time, I'd had three of my best friends had told me that when they first met me, they were very put off by my um, being reserved and took it as uh, cockiness and ego when it was really the exact opposite. It was me being scared to death and insecure. And um, and so this is why I carry compassion for people that are misunderstood. And most most everyone is misunderstood, sometimes through joking, sometimes through just not knowing how to socially relate, um, because there's so many different rules in social relating. Um, so that's why I do feel that conscious communication is the hope to bring everybody on the same page. But it is different from being detached from your emotions. Uh, this is optimally done with those that have learn to process their emotion and have gone through a lot of release so they're not in as much uh, reaction. And uh, every day just about life, you know, gives us opportunities to practice and brings us different situations to manage. And uh, we grow the most by walking through that that we don't want to be part of uh, typically. So, you know, everything can't work on our own time frames. Um, otherwise, there would be chaos because uh, everybody would have a, different time frame and a different view. So fortunately, we're not all running around manifesting like um, some people want to dream that you can. I think it's just amazing that uh, things are as good as they are with as much um, just ignorance or lack of information. I don't mean that as a judgment. Um, I mean that compassionately, that there's so much information out there, but they have, of course, distorted it because anything you look up, on the internet, you're going to find the opposite view. And so this is a time to where we need to discern within ourselves, but also not project what is right for us is right for everybody else. And so hopefully this podcast and this information will continue to to bring compassion into uh, people's lives and to realize that these differences are important and um, that if we stop judging them and embrace them, uh, we could certainly progress a lot faster. Yeah, I've I've always known that I'm very creative, so my my three conscious part of my human design profile was a no-brainer. But the five, 
I've never considered myself a social person. And because I've always been an introvert, always liked, you know, being on my own, you know, having my own time during the week. And but when but other people would point that out to me and say that, oh, I, I can't I can't believe that. You can't believe you're an introvert. You're always so out there and social. And so that's why it's funny that it falls in the unconscious part of my profile. Right. And, you know, just when I think about it, when I'm comfortable in a group, I like to um, I like to be loose and uh, just play around with people and have a good time and, and use my creativity in social situations. Mm-hmm. But I would never, I would never say that I'm actually social. Right, and and with this certain system, we have traits that are in our conscious uh, knowing and traits that are in our subconscious, and that's what he's uh, mentioning is that the the three is in his conscious and the five is in his uh, unconscious or subconscious. So he's very aware of the three and the artistic ability, but not aware of the uh, obstacles of the five. Um, which many times is speaking our truth and uh, thriving in social uh, type situations. But, you know, I have seen you light up in certain social situations. And so when everything's right, so to say, I mean, you're able to say how much you can enjoy that. Um, but it is, would you say that it is the variables of like um, – like who's there and what the subjects that's being talked about, yeah, you absolutely. know, that brings yeah. that comfort. I have to feel comfortable with the people because if there's somebody that I don't know, it's almost like if I don't know that they understand who I am, then I'll I'll be very quiet. Right. Yeah, yeah, and lots of times uh, I feel just judgment. reserved or quiet yeah. is uh, many, many times, you know, misinterpreted. And uh, so, so once again, this is uh, useful information to help us understand more deeply about ourselves, but also how other people are perceiving us, um, because all these things in our subconscious um, is being exhibited, and many times uh, other people pick up on it, but we don't recognize it. And even when they tell us, like I said, many times we will hear, but we won't listen. So, you know, the next time I'm going to reiterate this again, the next time you hear something and you want to say, oh, I already know that or I don't need to hear that, please pause and just go, I want to hear this more deeply. I want to actually listen to this because listening is an action. We can hear passively, but to listen, you have to put effort into that. And so that's what we can hopefully uh, work to get away from is less hearing and more listening, and um, realize that if a subject or something is being brought up around us, then more than likely it has some useful information for us. So lastly, to bring it back around, what things should we practice during these turbulent times with all these energies? Well, I think, once again, the introspection is very useful. So seeing emotional release as a strength and as a useful tool uh, rather than avoiding it because these emotions are being brought to the surface and we can release them without there having to be necessarily a external uh, situation to make us uh, get caught up in that energy to release. So I like to suggest people, of course, to spend time alone and to be with whatever is coming up in them, you know, and if it's shame, to be willing to be in that shame, if it's guilt, to be willing to be in that guilt. And when I say be in it, that's accepting it first, that, no, I carry this, 
and I accept, but I'm going to release this. I'm not going to hold on to it. I'm not going to continue to shame myself. I'm not going to continue to guilt myself. Uh, to so explain what you mean by release um, so people can understand. Okay, so for example, last night I happened to be in my home by myself um, just relaxing and uh, I felt some emotions coming up and it was um, it was sadness you know, and the way that I would describe it. And there was, like I said, there wasn't even any uh, TV show or even music. There was nothing going on. There was nothing that necessarily was activating this. Sometimes it can be a movie or something like that. But anyway, I just felt it and I just uh, allowed it and I kind of welcomed it in and said, um, I'll be with you, and I'll be sad here in this moment with you. And it lasted, I cried and released that sadness, and I, that's where I called just being willing to sit with it. And it lasted a total of maybe 45 seconds. I didn't have an intellectual connection of what that that sadness, it was around. It felt something about like being misunderstood, being um, something I did or said, being misinterpreted. And so what I visualize is on the other end, somebody like releasing the blame or releasing the judgment. And then if I'm willing to be on the other end to sit in my role in it and release that part too, then whether you want to call that a karmic cleansing or whatever, this is a process that energy has been released on both sides hypothetically or uh, there have been times when I've proven this. Um, so it's not important to to stay concerned on what is happening on the other end. I like to just have that in my intention. And um, this is the way that I feel like epiphanies come to people. When something is released, then it's able to light on people. So that's uh, that practice of it's really allowing. And, you know, for people that come to my live events, my sound journey through the chakras, this is another opportunity for that except i'm playing musical instruments to help generate these emotions or these uh these thoughts to come up um to release and so um so some people release through laughter even uncontrollable laughter and normally that's a defense mechanism but truly just like taking time to lie in bed before going to sleep and just relaxing every muscle in your body and sinking deeper and deeper into the bed, and I may even suggest be on the floor so you can feel the strength of the floor and feel what it really feels like to uh, be supported. And so, see, if we're feeling vulnerable or we're feeling guilty or we're feeling shameful or any of that, normally those emotions are coming from a lack of support. So if you give your physical body that support and you go, man, here I can completely relax, I can be completely vulnerable, and I am fully supported. When you're going through mental exercises like that, the body starts to relax in ways that uh, most people aren't used to. There will start to be muscle twitches many times, or there will be uh, shooting pain, even discomfort. And this is all energies that's moving that has been stagnant. Some people is itching. So, so the act of it is uh, either the, the passive way of practicing it is if you don't have any motion coming up, just to relax your body and watch any body twitches. And, of course, we can get into areas of the body and what it's releasing and what time frame of your life and that kind of thing, but that's for another episode. Um, and then there's the active of if you feel the emotion coming up, being able to sit in it 
and release it, just knowing that if you're releasing, it happens fairly quickly. It only stays around for seconds or a few minutes. Um, If you're stuck in the story and you're crying for lots of minutes or even hours or days, then you're in victim you're in the victim um, situation more than likely, and you're trying to talk yourself out of it, possibly. Um, but know that uh, processing normally happens really quick when it comes to the surface and it's ready to release. No, I, I really liked your description of of the other person releasing that and then it coming to you as an emotion that you may not have understood where it was coming from because I think we all feel that sometimes uh, for some reason in my head, I'm, I'm a, so I'm visualizing it with like a very cloudy day. (laughs) And sometimes, sometimes you just wake up and you just feel heavy and you have no idea where, where it came from. You've, you've never mentioned it in that way. So that, like really made a connection with me as far as visualizing both ends. Cause you've talked about you letting that go on the energetic grid when uh, you have some emotion with somebody, but taking time separately to get the emotion out. But you've never kind of talked about it in that way where maybe down the line, something was never released. And then there it is just popping up for the other person to release as well. Yeah. And, and that's where I tapped that into uh, epiphanies uh, that you may be, you know, washing your car, washing some clothes, and all of a sudden a thought comes in of, holy cow, that's what James meant three years ago when he said this. And, you know, from my experience that I've proven many times, that is the person or James releasing something or apologizing. And that's why I say, you know, speak your truth, speak it to the wind, the sky, the trees, get it out there on the energetic grid. If it's an apology, then it's able to like go out and just like plop in and resolve. So that's uh, where, you know, the whole concept of uh, conflict resolution very rarely happens person to person uh, because there's too many defense mechanisms. But you can heal so much on the energetic grid. I know it sounds uh, foo-foo or whatever, but this is energy. This is physics. It's giving something vibration. In the beginning was the word. You give it vibration, you put it out on the grid, to where they can't have an emotional reaction or a defense mechanism, it's able to go and drop in at the right time and something be resolved. So this has happened many times with me, forgiving somebody for something, and then literally years later, they either drop by my house or give me a call and go start going through these apologies. And there's no need for all of that. I just say thank you and I receive it. Um, But it's because I had let it go uh, many years before. So we're all working on things at different rates. And like I said, anytime we're able to be on both sides of the fence simultaneously, and especially people in their 30s and early 40s can find themselves uh, in these situations a lot. And if you will look every time you're going through one type of situation, if you'll just ask yourself, where am I playing the other person's role somewhere in, in the position that I'm looking at them? And normally we can find somewhere, like I said, in that age group. And it's not just uh, confined to that age group. That's just where I see the most consistency with it. But this is reprogramming, redirecting the energy, our thought patterns, and uh, getting rid of these negative emotions and uh, releasing, uh, you know, victim mentality. When you talk about putting, uh, whether it's clearing energy or putting an apology out on the energetic grid, does it have to be spoken or is a thought? enough of an like an energy well that's uh once again this is up for debating but 
Um, you know, I do, yes, thoughts do create energy, uh, but the voice uh, seems from my perception and my studies to give that thought even more power. And, uh, you know, why I do pull on that, uh, that beginning writing of the Bible, in the beginning was the Word. And that's why what we say, you know, has extreme amount of power. And at the same time, what we hear, we can manage to not carry any power. So it's, a, it's the thing that in our culture is very hard to nail down to a black and white answer um, because it is still limited by perception. So this is the way that I choose to operate and share with people. And it follows little sayings that's been around forever, such as it's not what you said, it's how you said it. So we, we hear these types of phrases, but we never really stop to really think about that. And that is the truth. It's not just about what's Pollyanna said. It's the vibration that's behind it. So once again, this all breaks down to everything's vibration and frequencies. And when we vocalize a thought, that is amplifying uh, that vibration. So I did interrupt you in our, our closing uh, part of this show is... Uh, what things can we practice during these turbulent times? So I, did you have anything else to add to that? Well, uh, besides the introspection, just uh, to really work on letting go of expectations um, because this is a time that people and things disappoint us. So every time we get disappointed to look internal and say, why did I build such an expectation with that person or that situation? And to know that disappointment cannot exist without expectation. It has to be there. And expectation just never works out for us. Um, even when we uh, so-called get what we are expecting, there's going to be a time that has to balance that out, so to say, to where we don't get what we were expecting. So you can still have the same two experiences, experience the same level of joy, but just not have to deal with disappointment. Because if you get into accepting things as they are and as they come to you, and once again, our types and understanding that helps to break this down. So inward introspection using any altercation that comes from the external world as a way to find something that is off internally. So if people, you feel like people are judging you, then you ask yourself, hey, where am I judging myself? They're a messenger. If somebody is, you know, being mean to you or in your perception mean, then you turn it in and say, hey, where am I uh, not being so kind to myself? And we're all doing this to different degrees. And if you change the programming inside and what you're doing to yourself inside, it will change the people and how they are treating you externally. But you can exhaust yourself forever trying to change the people externally, and you're never benefiting yourself internally. So most people are exhausting themselves trying to get other people to change when truly the only hope is changing oneself. So there's that saying, as above, so below. Maybe we can edit it and say, uh, as outward, so inward. Yes, and that's just a, I'm not saying that's 100% the way that it always is. That's just the way that energy seems to work. Um, so once again, I'm not getting into uh, debating or you know, certainly not arguing with anybody. Uh, these processes, they're just, they're, they're useful for those that I've seen that's uh, approached them with an open mind and just a general understanding of how, how things work on this, uh, on this planet and um, in our day to day, when you look at it and from a different perspective, a deeper perspective. 
So stay conscious, people. <laughs> Keep journeying. We appreciate your interest in self-growth, conscious communication, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. The information in this podcast has been developed over 20 years by Alexander in his observation of his personal life, private practice, and professional environments. This information is meant for educational purposes only and is not suggested as a replacement for traditional therapies or medications. As a matter of fact, we suggest to not believe any of this information, nor any of the information out there in the world. Remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. We are looking forward to continuing to provide this information through this platform, and if you are drawn to support us, you can do so by the following. Sharing is caring. Share the podcast with like-minded individuals. Emotional responsibility and energetic wisdom can save the world. If you are drawn to support us monetarily, you can do so by visiting our patron page where you can make a monthly donation in exchange for exclusive Wise Wise perks. You can do this by visiting wise-wise.com slash patron, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Next, you can head over to Alexander's website where you can book private consultations in person, by phone, or on Skype. Find out more information on his live performances, class schedules, products, including birth chart analysis reports and music, and check out more information on his sound therapy tables. To do so, you can visit vibrotune.com, V-I-B-R-O-T-U-N-E.com. Finally, if you have been searching your entire life for consciously created apparel featuring the WiseWise logo apparel, Alexander themed clothing, or other alternative perspective designs, you can head over to Verity's Apparel, where you can find all that and more. That is veritiesapparel.com, V-E-R-I-T-E-E-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. We want to thank you for being part of this journey.